Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies that are in the world, and we put them on this big list. Uh, my name is John. Thank you guys for uh, for being here. So I want to introduce everybody. Like always, with me is James, the Gator, and Dustin, the Lunatic. <laughs> no, so this is this much? is a new this is a new thing we're doing now, guys. Uh huh. The possum. Uh, I, I think Dustin's the possum. The po- Dustin's the possum. Oh, what about the kitty cat? James was the kitty cat. Oh yeah, the house cat. <laughs> All right. That was it. So I'm here with the house cat and the possum. Uh, Dustin, <laughs> Dustin plays dead and eats eats fifty thousand ticks per season. So before we get into our our movie this Delicious. week, which is a a super special, um, it's kind of a special episode. Um, is there anything you guys want to? Uh, what's the what, what, what's our new thing, James? Uh, it's sink ship and or destroy, sink? Sa- seek or destroy. Do you want to seek or destroy something this week? Uh, I'd like to destroy boredom, and I would like to seek more time. 
Okay. Because I didn't watch oh, anything wow. this, this week. Is, uh, getting existential now. And just get rid of the ennui. Sorry. And, and bring in the <laughs> bring in the excitement. Yeah. Um, joy. I'd like some joy in my life. I would like some joy. Dustin, what do you have? Uh, geez. Uh, let's see. I watched The Beastmaster. You guys ever seen The Beastmaster? This is an 80s. The TV show? No, it was an 80s no. uh, sword and sorcery type movie. Uh, I know the, yeah, I know the movie. Is that the yeah. Page Master? Ooh, Macaulay Culkin. Ooh, not to be confused with the Page Master. Okay. Uh, the Beastmaster, this dude, you know, he's running around in a fucking loincloth with a sword and whatnot. But uh, he has he has like special abilities to communicate with animals and they do stuff that he wants. So he has like a panther and a falcon and these two like ferrets that travel with him and he fights he fights evil rip torn very oh, much tight. tight 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 yeah so it was, it was pretty fun um totally cheesy uh fun costumes and sets and stuff uh tanya roberts was in it who just passed so r.i.p so uh, should we watch that that's a that's a seek that's a seek i had fun with it i mean it, i can't tell, sit here and tell you that it isn't a, a great film but I thought it was pretty fun in a hokey kind of way. Destroy? I don't think I got to destroy this week. I did watch Five Graves to Cairo, the Billy Wilder movie. It's one of his early movies. Now, this guy's made some of my very favorite movies ever. John, probably, I imagine you as well, Sunset Bowl. Uh, pretty fucking, yeah, pretty huge Double fan. Double uh, Ace in the Hole. He, the all, all, but he also didn't just, like make a lot of those films he also wrote a lot of those films yeah and he co-wrote this one as well uh, but this is his second feature only i didn't think this movie was great unfortunately it was it was all right um interesting to go back and see some of his early stuff uh interesting idea for it where it's a a british soldier during world war ii uh he's fighting in africa he his like unit gets wiped out by rommel's guys and he ends up at this uh hotel in egypt in the middle of nowhere and then the germans all come to take over the hotel and he has to pretend to be a waiter that was working at the hotel to keep his cover but then he gets to turns out the guy that was the waiter had died and he was actually a german agent so they think that he's the agent so yeah. he he gets to listen in on all their meetings and their, hear their plans and stuff like that so it, it was decent but it, it does you know it doesn't come close to the later wilder stuff that's awesome check well that's good i think it's really important to like go back and watch those movies like so for for me this week um i can't even remember we've recorded so many episodes and like since I, I think three or four episodes now since i've been in quarantine so everything's kind of like come like compacted together <laughs> i can't remember the things i've talked about that, and that i haven't talked about i know that i talked about the expanse for instance but like right. i've now i've now finished it Oh, so wow. I've watched all five seasons of it in quarantine. But um, an, a movie that I have been interested in re-watching that I haven't, um, that I haven't seen in a really, really long time. I, I think I, the last time I watched this was in high school, first and last time, was the 1967 film uh, In the Heat of the Night. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, no, a long time I ago. Think so. Yeah, it's directed by Norman Jewison, uh, like Canadian, Canadian guy. Um, I think incredibly prolific filmmaker, but maybe not one of the people that gets talked about that much. I think the the most uh, the most famous person that stars in this film is uh, I say I say Sidney Poitier. That's kind of like the they yeah. call me Mr. Tibbs is the famous scene from this movie. Uh, it's a film that I've just wanted to watch for a long time again, and I was stuck in quarantine and unfortunately i wasted most of my time watching tv shows um for reasons that 
it's just so much easier to watch a TV show than to watch different movies. Yeah. Uh, when you're stuck doing nothing, because uh, <laughs> it's like the choice is just made for you, so you don't have to do anything. Uh, In the Heat of the Night is a film that has been on my back burner for such a long time. It's a movie that doesn't, I don't think, get talked about that much. Man, I really loved it. Again, I loved it as much as I loved it the first time I watched it. It's it's a great movie about race. It's a great movie about just a, a crime movie, a crime film. So that was super fun. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to rewatch that because I, I don't really remember it very well at all. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see it again. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a fun film, right? So yeah, if, you, if you're interested in like an, uh, an older classic that... Uh, just kind of scratches a certain itch. I'd watch that. Um, the other thing that I would say I'd, I'd, I'd recommend at this point is uh, Alice in Borderland. I just started watching this today. Have you guys heard of this show? No. Borderland? It? No. Uh, so Alice in Borderland is this Japanese TV show. The first season's out. It's based on a manga, I think. I actually, I, I, I gotta say, I don't know any, like, very much about it. I started watching it today. I'm almost done the fifth or sixth episode. So it's kind of a cross between Battle Royale and the game, and I'm not quite sure. But uh, the show kind of trans, like, it, there's these three friends, and they're kind of transported to like this other version. I, I don't know. If, I think it's Tokyo. But okay. all, of a, all of a sudden, they're they're in their city, and then they're in the exact same city, but there's no one there. And they're a part of this game that they did not ask to be a part of. And they're being, like, hunted? And or It's kind of like you cross a threshold. Like, the lights go out, and lights go on in certain buildings. And if you enter the building, a you can't leave. Um, and you have to participate in a, a game, a competition like saw style sometimes like okay mm, it, and and yeah james would love this it's a real it's, it's really out there for the gore horse um <laughs> right on oh, okay. there's well, a lot of, you you buried the lead here I yeah mean. a lot of a lot of people get their heads exploded there's a like there's like it's crazy like murder death wow shit. it sounds fantastic james you would and, like this uh, show you're, it's, it's getting more and more interesting sounding it's pretty thin <laughs> yeah. on plot but it's huge Perfect. on, That's what I on like. straight murdering people. As long as there's no romance, I'm in. Uh, now, if you just throw some Adam Sandler in there, this would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Adam Sandler. There's minimal romance in this in the show. Awesome. There's a lot of Japanese people in bathing suits, which is kind of a, not a spoiler, but like a... If you've seen the show, you understand. I think you'd like it. I think both of you would like it. Hmm. I hadn't heard of it at all, so I'll, uh, I'll look into that. Yeah, yeah. it's Alice in Borderland. If you want to see a lot of people make decisions and that involve killing each other and heads blowing up, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty cool. It's a cool show. I'm on I episode do. six. I do want to see that. Yes. I'm, on episode, <laughs> I'm on episode six, and uh, it's pulling me through. I'm getting there. I wanted to destroy something, though. Oh, and I'm wondering if you guys are going to be on the same page as me. Have you guys seen the Batman versus Superman Zack Schneider cut? Trailer? Oh, you mean the the Justice League? Uh, oh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. The Justice League. No, have seen... I have. I have no. Oh, you have watched the trailer? Okay. Well, I'm sure it's a destroy. I, 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 pretty... I can almost guarantee I'll agree with you about that. So, 
I'm not a great person to talk about this because I've never watched any of these films. I wasn't interested before, and I am definitely not interested now. <laughs> you watched the whole, like, you watched the whole thing? Or? No, I watched the trailer. Yeah, it's not um, out yet, right? Oh, okay. Not, oh, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. The, the Batman versus Superman. I saw. I watched that piece of shit. I no, watched I, that too. And I uh, wasn't sure what I was talking about, so I actually looked it up, and it turns out I was talking about the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, it's the Justice League fucking whatever it is. The yeah, Snyder three count. hour. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. What, like, I watched that, and then is I watched there a the... demand for that. Like, uh, yes, well, there's... apparently there is. And the this is on the heels of um, Army of Dead. Sorry, Army of the Dead, Las Vegas. I think it is. Yeah, there's a trailer for that too. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it looked look like shit. Yeah. That was the one that some people were kind of excited for because a lot of people like his Dawn of the Dead remake. So they thought maybe... I do like the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, it was, it was decent. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like, Zack Snyder is not a terrible filmmaker. Like, the guy knows how to make a movie. Well, he he's, just... he's, got, he's got the visuals always. He's just got... He doesn't have the good storytelling usually in his movies. Dawn of the Dead remake was decent. I, I mean, I'd still would rather watch the original. I'd still say but, it's probably um, his best movie. Yeah, I do like Watchmen, even though it's like a mess. <laughs> I still like it. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's about it for me with Snyder. I'm not... I don't really care for like pretty much anything else he's done. Yeah, I'd say it's probably Dawn of the Dead. It's his best thing. And then maybe Watchmen and then 300. Yeah, I wasn't even big on 300, but we should probably do that on the show at some point. That's like a big, that was like a big deal. The thing is that like, okay. when we when I watched 300, if you go into that just being like, oh, this is just a fun thing to do. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of people just like mm-hmm. killing people. That's what I went into it with. Which is what, you know, if I if I go in there with James's mindset, yeah. it's going to be fucking rules. <laughs> it's fucking well, maybe awesome. I'll like it, uh, maybe I'll like it now if we watch it again for the show at some point. Yeah. You know, after all that, let's 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 just like forget about Zack Schneider, like most people will in five years, and get into like the thing that we really want to talk about this uh, this week, which is uh, we watched the 35 year anniversary uh, edition of 19. 19- 86's rad so this is being put out again on uh, on vinegar syndrome we've watched a couple other movies we've been lucky enough to watch them uh it's put on on, on vinegar syndrome's putting it out and james who's putting who's who's repping them uh circle collective circle collective like was like so kind and they sent us a preview like a, a screener screener that we got to watch it um rad's this kind of weird crazy uh like BMX movie that came out when we were kids. Uh, I mean, it came out when I was like, what, fuck, four? Yeah, I was one. Yeah. <laughs> James, you were a huge fan of this, right? Yo, yeah, oh, definitely. This this took me back. Um, Dustin, old memories. Yeah. Dustin, yeah. Dustin was uh, 17. He was the perfect age for this. <laughs> um, so this is a, yeah, this I was, is a old, wild, I was older than the actors in the movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a kind of a wild movie, and I I want to get into like uh, the the cultural impact it had on the people that I grew up with. Um, after this, let's roll the trailer first. They say this guy Bart Taylor is going to walk hell track. I don't know. It's going to take a radical miracle to beat this guy. <laughs> yeah. We're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held: Hell Track gonna do it you're gonna try to qualify i don't want to hear any more about it okay dudes let's walk this sucker
God, what I wouldn't give to go ass sliding with you guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, those were the good old days, eh? When we could go ass sliding together. Yeah. Is that what he actually says? Yeah, that's the name of that thing that they do when they go down yeah, that no, water he's, slide thing. He says, he says, God, what I wouldn't give to go ass sliding with you right now. That's what he says, like at the end when they're when they're. Uh, I remember, yeah, racing. yeah. But before that, when they're when they're actually ass sliding, he says, "This is ass sliding." <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting lines of dialogue in this movie, uh, like when the cop near the end of the movie tells him to go balls out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand what that meant. <laughs> All right, man. So. Yeah, so we got to watch. Uh, we got to watch Rad. Dustin, I'm guessing you have seen Rad before. I have, but I only watched it last year when Vinegar Syndrome put it out for the first time in my life. I remember seeing it on the video store shelf all the time as a kid, but never rented it. I I remember renting Thrashin, the like skateboarding kind of version of this movie, um, and there was also BMX Bandits around the same time, but I never saw that either. So. I only saw it for the first time last year, so it wasn't something I grew up with. But I do remember, you know, if you look at the poster, yeah, I remember seeing that on the video store shelf, like, all the fucking time. All right, well, then, well, for those who haven't watched it, Rat is a movie that came out in 1986, uh, directed by Hal Needham. Yeah. Uh, Hal Needham, which we'll get into his uh, resume in a second. Um, uh, so, Rad, let's, let's the synopsis. Uh, the story of uh, one young man, Crew Jones, who has the intensity and desire to win a BMX race called Hell Track. It's pretty thin on um, <laughs> explanation, but that's actually kind of the entire fucking plot of the movie. Um, yeah, like I said, this, the movie stars, uh, sorry, is directed by uh, Hal Needham, starring Bill, uh, Bill Allen, Lori Laughlin, uh, Talia Shire, uh, Ray Walston, Alfie Weiss, Jack Weston. Uh, it goes on. This is a, I, I think this is a, a, a real classic 80s movie for kids who grew up in the 90s. I know that um, a lot of my friends who were like skateboarders and like BMXers, like in the in the early '90s, this was on their shelf. This was a poster that they had. I'm thinking of one person in particular. Like I'm gonna shout out to Steve if he ever listens to this. Like this was one of the the films that was like always talked about. I'd never seen it growing up in buttfuck nowhere. <laughs> on a on a farm with well, James. you could have been. They probably, I imagine the town you came from looked not that dissimilar from the from the, Cochrane. The in this <laughs> I yeah, I grew Cochrane, up in Alberta. A, James and I grew up in a much smaller town than this. Well, much smaller towns, I should say. Yeah, like uh, this was like a pretty influential movie, I think, for a lot of the skateboarders and like mostly. I I grew up with skateboard kids, but like people yeah, of that generation. I mean, I mean, one thing I do remember being a little older than you guys <laughs> uh-huh. is that uh bmx was a big fucking deal when i was a kid like everyone wanted to have a bmx bike I, even my first bike without training wheels was like an it was like a, a fake like bmx style bike it was a big deal there for a while for sure and i mean i guess you know it obviously it still has its enthusiasts and it's still a big thing to a lot of people but there was a window there in the 80s where like it kind of you know it captured imagination for a while i mean it's pretty impressive like i even watched oh sure yeah the end credits of all the tricks they were doing yeah, yeah, so yeah I, I did too yeah so 
It is, I will say, it is like magical in a way. <laughs> I will say this. Nothing I have ever seen has made a BMX bike look cooler than this movie. Yeah, like I mean, absolutely nothing. They they can do some pretty crazy shit. It's funny to me that it's a, it, a lot of it isn't just like you know ramp tricks and stuff. It's like this sort of freestyle kind of I don't know what you would even what you even call it. But well, like, and that's what I would kind of like. They almost would, dance with their bikes right in these weird yeah do all these weird moves. Well, they literally dance with their bikes at yeah yeah scene in, this the, in the scene in the movie. Yeah, but I would actually kind of like call this back and. Anybody who's out there who knows more about this, please don't take just this with a grain of salt. We're just trying to off. do our best here. But it, it reminds me a lot of like skateboard tricks. Sure, yeah. Where where people are especially doing like old school skateboard tricks and and like just like figuring things figuring, out. Figuring but, out ways to manipulate the, the instrument, right? Yeah, and just kind of like ride their 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 instruments and make them look cool, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think they do a really great job in this movie of making a bike look fucking cool. Like if I was if I was like eleven years old and I watched this movie. Oh shit! Yeah, it would it would, it it would blow your mind. Blow my yeah, blow my fucking mind. I can't show this movie to my kids. What am I yeah, gonna I do? Mean, start a, start a riot? It, watching it now, I can totally see why. Like if you watch this as a kid at the time, it would it would totally be one of your favorite movies, right? Like you would have just loved it. Yeah, I mean the movie really starts out with like you've got this guy crew his name is crew c-r-u pretty no cool big deal. pretty cool dude <laughs> yeah. um he has a like, him and his friends i don't know what his friends name are i i tried to listen like i never caught their names but like him and his like crew like they oh sorry crew and his crew, crew they crew. they're kind of like minor celebs in the town like low-key like everybody kind of like doesn't yeah. like them well, but loves them people- there's some people who think they're cool, but then there's other people who, you know, like the girl that he's always hitting on at school thinks he's a total loser. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, people, he was like somebody he works with at the local diner, like thinks he sucks and all this, you know, like, so there's kind of a split sort of reaction to them. So there's a, okay. After watching this movie, uh, I was thinking about it today. To me, it follows almost like identically the storyline of Frosty the Snowman. Oh, interesting. Play this out. I want to hear this. I want to hear this, yeah. Okay, so the newer version of Frosty the Snowman. The one with Burt Reynolds? I I think it's uh, the one where the... There's a businessman comes to town. He wants to get rid of snow. Removing snow's a breeze with one blast of summer wheeze. Hmm, catchy, isn't it? I want those words painted on buses, billboards, large dogs. And he's, he's like, he has this spray. So he's like, yeah, he's trying to like capitalize and like everyone's buying this stuff. So they all think it's a great idea, but then there's frosty and the kids and they're not obviously for this. And then it's like the town realizes what they've kind of like signed up for and then they start like going against the businessman so it's like it it kind of plays out in this movie right you got this business guy that comes into town is gonna and thank you you wonderful citizens of cochran for allowing us to share with you this beautiful city and community this could be mutually beneficial to all of us well a race such as Haltrack has never even been attempted in bmx history but uh, when you put up $100,000 in a new Corvette, you're going to have all the top factory riders right here. Think about it. 
TV cameras in every corner of the town, showing on network television the spirit of Cochrane and, of course, my bicycle. I don't know, sell a lot of bikes with his race he's going to do. His bikes, and he's going to sell a lot of, uh, of, what was the the main like villain racer guy's name? Like Bart or something like that? Bart, yeah. So you're going to sell a lot of Bart merchandise. Who's actually uh, a cool guy. Yeah. Turns out he's a cool guy. Those brothers, those fucking twins, though. <laughs> those twins. Man, the scene where they have the dance. At the, oh, man, where they want to double. They're, yeah. they're just double teaming that chick. They're, they're totally so double teaming that chick. Oh, they're man. Doing, they're that, doing like a double worm move and stuff. Oh, that, dev, that, that devil's three-way on that girl was uncomfortable. <laughs> twins are just creepy. I mean, let's be honest. Twins are creepy, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait, shit. Fuck. Well, identical twins. Identical. identical. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Identical twins, yeah. And if there are any identical twins listening to this, um, we don't think you're creepy. <laughs> yeah. So this this follows like a very recognizable like '80s movie template that we've seen in a lot of you know. There's like this. We got to save the ski, ski lodge. School, man. You know. Yeah. yeah right. Um, yeah. That was a huge ski school. Was a huge James and John movie. Oh, totally. This is some, we rented multiple times. Right. Yeah. And there's some totally some karate kid aspects to this as well. So it's nothing you haven't seen before. But if you saw, like we were saying, if you saw this as a kid, this would be your total jam, right? Like, I think this movie does it really, really well, though. Like, I think that they do the bad, like the bad guy really great. Like the 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 businessman, the capitalist. Yeah. Remember oh, when yeah. capitalism was, was bad in the 80s? <laughs> They do they, they do him fucking amazing. Um, they do like the the Jack Weston the actor. He does a great job. I thought as that bad mongoose bike owner guy. I mean, the funny thing is that mongoose bikes apparently it was a real yeah. real BMX company. It was a Why BMX. Did they agree to be portrayed as as total assholes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that, was it a BMX company or was it a style of bike by BMX. No, no, they were like their own BMX like company that made their own. Wasn't BMX a company? No, BMX is like I think the sport overall. Oh, I don't know. And then there's you know when we I see think... all, we get introduced to all those racers in the final race and they're all racing for different companies. Like those are all the audience. We did not do our due diligence. We have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about here. I know that I've listened to other podcasts uh, where like Jason Manzukas has talked about like owning a mongoose bike. I think. Like that's what he wanted. Right. I love the fact. So I, I looked this up for a second. I didn't really do much research, but I thought it was a brilliant thing. If this guy was real, if there's a person who actually owned a company called Mongoose to do this, because who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, I thought it was really funny. Like if I owned a company and they're like, oh, we're going to make you the shitty whatever. I'd be like, all right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> like, who well, cares? John, you should have done more research because what happened was people saw this and they stopped supporting Mongoose. <laughs> no, oh, just kidding. Well. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> and then Mongoose went out of business. <laughs> They're what like, I don't fuck, understand fuck about this, guys. what I don't understand about this movie is like why it's very kid friendly movie and yeah. why this movie isn't just like on TV all the time. That's a great point because it is super TV worthy. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, from my understanding, there was there were some rights issues for a lot of years. So this came out on VHS, apparently was a top 10 rental for the two years after it was released on VHS. Oh, wow. Uh, but then never had a proper DVD release. I think there were some DVDs out, but they were like bootlegs. They were just like VHS rips. And so this was done by Talia Shire's production company. She's in the movie as the mother. But I don't understand. I don't know exactly what the issues were, but it was held up for a long time and it couldn't 
didn't come out and they couldn't put the soundtrack out or some shit like this. So the soundtrack in this movie fucking rules. Yeah, the soundtrack's pretty classic eighties fun pump up sort of stuff. Yeah, we put a thing on our Instagram a while ago about like the best uh, like, mo- like action movie soundtracks. And I, I'm not spoiler alert. Uh, this isn't an action movie, um, but this is a great soundtrack. Like it's this, pretty, this yeah, thing pretty, pretty good. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I think that's why you don't see it on cable because the right there was some sort of rights issue for years, so nobody was showing it. Who the fuck is was... like? No, I'm holding out for more money. I'm I holding guess. out for more rad money. Yeah. Uh, let's like let's get into like the actual like storyline of this film. Pretty much what you have is you have this this uh, this kid. His name's Crew. He's got a gang of like other BMX bikers. They kind of like rip shit up in their hometown they deliver uh, papers they deliver yeah. papers usa usa today or something like that yeah um and he's like trying to like get under uh his time i think he started at seven o'clock and he wants to finish at seven fifteen, and he ends up being like at seven twenty. but there's all these people along the, along the way that are like trying to like they, they kind of help him out like he has this like really good rapport with like certain people like the garbage man and stuff right. like that the fire truck like, that he knows is going to be uh yeah ass down main street <laughs> towards a fire yeah and, there, yeah and there's some like it's like it's actually really cool to watch him like all these characters do these like tricks and shit like that like through town like it's it's genuinely fun to watch and then even when you like sh- he, he throws it to like the snooty old is that ray walston is yeah it, ray walston yeah yeah he throws at ray walston who's like i thought he was going to be british for a second like he's this very like prim and proper guy, he knocks his coffee over. Like yeah, it's just a like, character actor that has a million things. Yeah, it, it's that he's a part of this community, this small community. And I, I did look it up after, and like you guys obviously did. I was like, oh, this is definitely in Canada. Yeah. And yeah. I thought about it. I didn't actually look it up until the end of the end of the movie when they do the final race and they mentioned that multiple people in the final race are from Canada. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that they had people from Canada in this race, unless this movie was filmed in Canada. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, there's one major giveaway before that, that this is a Canadian film. Or oh, what's that? It's when they're in the corner store and in the background, you can see all you can see are Hawkins cheesies and old Dutch potato chips. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Hawkins cheesies, Belleville zone, James hometown. Yeah. Best cheesies there is. Wow. I don't think they're the best cheesies personally, but Okay, well James well, James up. fuck can you. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you cut this part wait, out? Wait, of the wait, what do you think are the best cheesies? If you say Cheetos, I swear yeah, to no God. Shit. Um Cheetos. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> um I just you know So pretty much Everyone says that they're the best cheesies and they came out of Belleville and I just like, I'm jealous. Wait, what? Because you hate them? No, because like I came from Belleville. So it's like, I Somebody have to live in the shadow of big <laughs> cheesy. The shadow of Hawkins cheesies. Oh, James, geez. James, get over yourself. Okay. Cheeses are more important than you. Yeah, no, I, I'm getting that. I mean, think about how many, how much joy to how many yeah, no shit. Hawkins cheesies. Hawkins- I mean, what have you done? <laughs> Every day, exactly. Thanks, Dustin. A smile to a child's face, and every day you're just you. Not, and we're not even getting into the old Dutch thing yet. Okay, old Dutch, creator of the greatest uh, ketchup chips in existence. I mean, and and a lot of our American listeners, they won't even know what ketchup chips are because they don't have them. Losers. Okay, calm down, fucking losers. 
Pathetic. So it goes on from there. So there's so it turns out there's this 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 crazy race, this BMX race that's coming to their hometown called Hell Race, which I think is hilarious. Hell track. This is where we really get into Hell Track, that's right. Where we get into the difference between 80s kids movies and every movie that came after that for kids. They're gonna call something Hell Track. It's gonna come to a small town, and that's completely okay. (laughs) Right? Yeah, you know, the town council's like, all for it because it's going to bring business. In oh, this it's going to bring business in, man. Yeah, what business? What, like, I, I just don't understand that one meeting. Shut, shut the fuck up, James. I don't no understand. I don't understand that <laughs> no. meeting with the townspeople, and it's like this is going to bring so much business. Like this is why you weren't invited. To all the, the BMX fans are going to come to this but fuck nowhere town, and they're going to buy it, Hawkins cheesies from the local corner store. There's at least four hundred fifty kids in the economy. And they're all gonna buy mongoose bikes. Right. So like this is the same sales pitch that like the Olympic committee gives to cities when they try Absolutely. and get the Olympics. Uh, yeah, for sure. So Hell Race is coming or Hell Track, sorry, is coming to fucking shit town USA. Hawkern. Hawkern, Alberta. Uh it's coming there and this race is this race is legit, guys. Well, yeah, it's but we don't want to jump to the race yet, do we? I know. I'm just saying. There's oh. something seriously going on here. Oh, it's And legit. there's a chance. There's a chance that um, Hawkins' own crew, played by Bill Allen, might just have the gumption to get into this race. How does he prove this? Well, he goes over to the local lumberyard. <laughs> And he has a race with a bald cop. And cop chases him around the lumberyard, yeah, while he, uh, real but cat it's, and it, mouse kind of. <laughs> it's it's like, it's a very, like, um, a Canadian, what Canadians think of, uh, sorry, Americans think of Canadians' opinion of cops and people, where it's like, friendly cop shows up to race youth on bike. Well, that's the funny thing, too, though, because it's, because of the 80s, I mean, this movie does hit a lot of the 80s cliches, but one of them that I thought would be, you know, watching it is that the cop would be an asshole who's like giving them a hard time all the all the time. But really, he just kind of it seems like he just kind of jokingly chases them around for fun a little bit. And then he's like totally on their side later in the movie. Right. Well, no, he's he shows up because he wants to play like tag with them. Like, yeah, I mean, he's got it's, it's a, reg- do, right? it's a regular occurrence. It I seems. mean, he's very aware of his role in the community. He even like at that one town meeting at the end where he's like i've chased all these kids you know all over the place and i've never caught them (laughs) you know i think we need to give them a chance it's a (laughs) and that's the thing that's kind of like go balls out when we when we get to our rating like which by the way was almost the name for the film balls out balls out was gonna was the original title for the movie no way yeah fuck out of here this movie is really about honestly a community kind of just rallying around a bunch of nice kids to do a nice thing like there's no real bad there's a bad guy which is just capitalism and you can say that there's a bad guy in the cruise twins but is it the cruise twins i mean we're supposed to kind of think bard is bad until the end when he redeems himself right but he never does anything he doesn't really do anything jerky yeah it's not like other movies where the bad guy in another movie that like if it was karate kid for example you know the bad guy johnny he would be fucking with the main kid throughout the whole movie beating him up and you know trying to give him a real there's like there's like a little bit of that of like he shows up at the diner and he takes the table takes the table but it's very minor but that's but that's before he he even knows who he is he doesn't come in and be like give me this kid's fucking table yeah no i know 
I know. There's something that's really interesting that I think that happens in this movie. Oh, sorry, that does not happen in this movie, which I'm really glad they don't put in. But that is a staple of especially 80s films like this, which is that to jump ahead, the, the whole Mon- Mongoose team shows up. Bart, Bart. Bart and all those people show up. Laurie um, Laughlin. And Laurie Laughlin shows up. And, and, Christian. And, and, yeah, and Bart is like, he's sweet on Lori Laughlin, and he kind of hits on her. They had a thing, maybe. Is he, but isn't there the scene? Okay, so they come in and they're having that parade when they arrive in town, and like all the all the you know Bart and his crew yeah, and then he down the street stops. and waving at everybody, and they they're signing autographs. Yeah. And Lori Laughlin's in one of the other cars, yeah. and he says something about he says to the twins like oh yeah i gotta talk to so-and-so about getting her off our team because she just doesn't fit with us anymore no so what happens is that he says i gotta go do something and he stops he parks right and and then he signs some autographs and then he goes talks to her she shuts him down and then he says we gotta talk about getting her off the team yeah yeah. so yeah so it's a reaction to her rejection Right. So we right. Are, I think we are supposed to think he's kind of a bad guy the whole movie. Just... He is, but here's the thing he does not do. There is not some some really gross. There's not a scene where he tries to sexually assault her. Right. No, that's yeah, this is a kids movie. No, it's this is Yeah, the, but it's an 80s kids movie. It's an right. 80s kids movie. <laughs> yeah. There should have been a scene if you go by the standards where where he forces himself upon her. And it's a a trope that we thankfully don't have to sit through in this movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's the, it's back to the future. Like it's, it's that disgusting trope that like, we're always forced to sit through. And this movie does not do that, which is really great. Like this movie is actually kind of progressive in that way where nothing really bad happens. The only bad person in this movie, and I'm just saying this because this is is actually in the film, is this capitalist asshole. Other than that, everybody kind of rallies. His little little, like stooge that he has that works with him, the mustache guy. Yeah, Yeah, who, who never turns at the end. Like usually the sidekick ends up turning against the main bad guy and being like, yeah, I'm with them. But he sticks with them all the way to the end. And that's kind of why I like this movie because like, it does not everybody has like their personality there's bart like who you you kind of waver on you don't actually know exactly where he's going to go but like everybody kind of is who they who they seem to some of the characters have a lot of personality um i like uh crew's little sister it's a lot of fun oh sorry no i didn't mean that they don't have a lot of personality what i mean is that like they they don't betray their personality right right like they Uh, I just want to talk about that, the the personality aspect of the movie, though, just because some of the characters are, are good and fun. The bad guy, um, like the, the mongoose bad guy. Um, but like other ones, though, I would have liked to have seen a lot more. Like I would have liked to have got a lot more of the camaraderie, the friendship between crew and his two friends, because we really don't get much of an idea about those two at all. The the girl and the guy that are no. with all the time. And we I actually don't get, don't get like funny banter between them. And, you know, you have that, you know, that one thing in the eighties movies is like the, the little sister kind of fills that role a bit. Cause she's a little bit crass and like she swears and she's funny and stuff, but like you want to see some more of that sort of friendship stuff in the movie. At least I did. I do too. And I think that a lot of that is taken up, unfortunately with, too many bike scenes um and montages but <laughs> there's a lot of montages i lost track at five <laughs> i really think that this could have been a great like backdoor pilot for a tv show like this would have been a, a great tv show i would have totally watched this 
like if this was like, like a beachcombers level like <laughs> yeah if, if, if this was like the first like two-part episode first episode you know what i mean of a premiere of a tv show it would have been awesome there's so many people to explore like they start their little company and like they do all their things the, the sister and the friends and everything like that like i think they actually do a really good job of like kind of creating this little world yeah yeah like the little sister like when she's gonna fight that and ginger kid at the beginning of the movie and stuff there's some funny stuff in there that's pretty uh, entertaining mm-hmm. yeah i do feel like there's a bit of a hole when it comes to some of the the character stuff because like once christian arrives then like crew's whole focus is on her right and so then the friendship kind of just aspect of the movie just goes sort of by the wayside well oh, and then he totally. says oh i never saw that they were together the two friends oh yeah and, and then and then she's like Oh, you could totally see it. You're just looking at as soon as you see them. Right. How could you not see it? She comes in with objective eyes and And it's it it, but it's like it's so like surface like it's totally surface, but can you imagine being a like I I don't know to I can imagine being at the right age for this movie when it came out and completely buying it. Oh yeah, no, totally. Oh yeah, Uh, yeah. I wouldn't begrudge anyone who like loved this movie as a kid and so they still love it or anything. I'm just I just want to point out some of the things that like there are weaker aspects, I think. Oh absolutely. Like this movie is not perfect in any way. There's so many things that could be improved. And there's things that were done by contemporary films at the time. Sure. Uh, Yeah. And so it hits a lot of the like we're saying it's hitting hitting a lot of the tropes from other movies, but also avoiding some maybe by accident, maybe because you know, the script isn't like super in depth. The actors are maybe not as good as some of the actors we we saw in other, like, you know, say the Goonies or something where like all the kids are really good. Right. You're totally right. So they're not, it's, they're not there to sort of necessarily deliver on all fronts, but if you saw this as a kid, you, you don't give a shit about that. You're going to like, you're going to love these bikes. You're going to love this dance. You're going to like, you know, like the yeah. bike dance and stuff. Yeah. So a new thing I was thinking of, like, do you have like a, like a, like a hit of the night? Do you have like a, like a, like a, like a hit of the episode? Like a thing that just like is your favorite. I mean, that bike dance is kind of amazing. <laughs> well, you just get this weird slow mo. So like, yeah, they're putting on a, it's a. I don't know. I guess it's like a like a pep rally almost for the fact that the bike thing, the Hellgate, the Hell tracks already is going to well, happen. I'm assuming that this is outside of the high school because there's no squares there to like interrupt the 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 teens from having super sexy dances. <laughs> like this is bikes, this seems right. to be kind of like yeah and yeah. also the no all the adults are like yeah the the adults are joking about uh spiking the punch all right yeah but so everyone's there to see bart because he's a big deal i like when he's dancing with the girl and then uh the, the town councilman guy he's just like he's like is there anything this kid can't do <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a mayor right i think so yeah, Mayor or else. Um, yeah. Or, or was it uh, Jack Weston's character? Or Ray Walston, sorry. Yeah, so it's supposed to be like a party to kick off the celebration of the Hell Track. Right. And, and Christian is supposed to do like a bike dance thing with Bart, but instead she gets Bill, our crew, to, to do it with her. Well, because well, crew's outside just doing tricks, I guess. And yeah, he's just messing around. What's crazy to me is I almost would this movie would have been on like another level if throughout the whole movie crew just never got off his bike. 
Oh yeah, that would've been cool. He's in class sitting on the bike. If he's just always on his bike, like even so much that he's like going through his house on his bike. That would have ruled. I just think it would have been hilarious. Delivering food at the diner (laughs) to the table. Yeah, and the whole town would be like, oh yeah, totally. Oh, that's (laughs) good. I mean, there's also some weird stuff where it introduces the sort of preppy, you know, the snobs versus slobs angle, but then it never really goes into it with like the preppy guys. The opening scene, there's like the one and he's just like a scene where he's just like listing, listing like prestigious universities. He's like, so like Harvard, Yale. Yeah, I can pick any of these. (laughs) And then they just like jump their bikes like through where they're standing Watch out. And, they, and I'm like, Oh, that was kind of a dick move crew. I mean, I assume there's some history there, but like, Hey, <laughs> he, he, they just kind of touch on that stuff. They don't like, well, and I think that, yeah. well, something about that is, is that this movie is one third. It's 33% montage or bike racing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like you don't get a lot of opportunity to delve in, which is why I say once again, backdoor pilot, right. this is a TV show. Uh, I want to see this community. Once the once the slow motion dance starts, though, I mean that's just something special. <laughs> I mean, so it is me- mesmerizing. Like it's just the whole time I'm like, can I tell that that isn't her on the bike? Like I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, like yes. who who is who is this guy dressed in these women's this woman's clothing? I thought well, about that it's a the lot. Same, it's the same guy that did the stuff for the stunt work for crew, apparently, from what I read. Oh, okay. Same BMX biker guy. He's the guy, he's, I think, the guy um, with sort of the black rat tail at the end of the movie during the credits. The two guys are doing tricks. Oh. That, that guy with the darker hair, he's like the, he's like Cruz. He's the guy actually doing all of Cruz's bike stuff throughout the movie. Oh, I see. I thought they did a pretty good job with all that. Like, yeah. it's obviously fake, but they do a good job. Yeah, it's it's not it's not bad. I mean, there's definitely scenes with Lori Laughlin where you you can tell it's a dude with a wig on, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was kind of fun anyway. So. I I think that that's what it really gets at this film. It's like it's just kind of fun. Yeah, like, it's, it's just fun. kind of a fun throwback. Like, if you got kids, if you wanna just. I don't know if you're from that age, that that era, and just want to like kind of like feel good, like watch Rad. It's I mean, fun. In some ways, it might be the most '80s of any '80s movie we've done on the wow. show. That's saying something. That's amazing. that is saying something. I mean, the the music, the montages, just like I don't know everything about it, and then like you know the the kind of classic storyline of it. Oh yeah, I gotta say my hit of the night is gotta be that music. Send me an That music rules. The couple, couple real bangers on there. There are there are bangers on this on this film, and then the the final montage. Sorry, the uh, the post credit scenes. Yeah, where I'm just like, fuck yeah, man, just keep going, just keep doing it. Let me see what you can do on that bike. I I did like how they kind of bookended the movie with that. They had the the tricks at the beginning and the tricks at the end. It just, it honestly, it kept me watching all the way until they were done. Yeah, I watched all the way to the credit, like till the they went off the screen. So yeah, <laughs> what about the the mother stuff? Like the <laughs> do your SATs? Yeah, uh, scenes. There's some, uh, pretty, so, some pretty bad stuff in those scenes. So my opinion of that is is that that was incredibly realistic. 
surprising, yeah, I mean, surprisingly it, realistic. It, mir it mirrors exactly what someone's mother would tell them. Like you're making a foolish decision well, if you don't do your event. Oh, no, 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 that, that's not what I meant. What I meant by that was, is that that's a single mom. Like her, they, so he had lost his father. The father had passed away. She's trying to do her best. Right. But she's mm -hmm. torn between like wanting her son to be happy and what she wants and she feels kind of alone but in the end she just lets it go well, because she, she promised he'll he'll write the exams at the next uh, but, next but that's but that's she she knows that's not true she knows he's lying <laughs> i just i just love She's, how it's like write the sats and then he's like i'll write it in six months no big deal and it's like oh okay yeah, but that's the thing. That's what I mean. I mean, like, there's a lot of like little elements, story elements like that, that are kind of introduced, but then just sort of brushed aside because we need to spend more time with the bikes and the montage. No, but yeah. but I, I think that you misunderstand. Like, I honestly think that's how it would happen. Oh, it like, is that's, how it would happen. But it, that's it like, that's like, really make it like a good scene. Like you know when, when no, you, it doesn't. But it makes it. Dad would understand. Like, yeah. No, what it does though is it, it makes it completely realistic, where she's exhausted. She's exhausted and she doesn't have the energy to make him do it. No, no, and it's she, not unrealistic. She, the, the, I, I, it's just, just, like, I, I'm glad they didn't go to the, the, the thing where I think the worst decision they could have made was being like her walking up to the judges and being like, I did not sign up for this. You know, right. where a lot of other movies would have made that decision. Where this movie is just kind of like, fuck, he's doing this, isn't he? All right, well, I guess I'm along for the ride. Like, I don't know. It just felt really natural, like, and 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 real world. And I think I yeah, appreciated I, that. I, I think some of it is is actually you can chalk up to shortcomings in the writing, but at the same time, in some ways, it works in the movie's favor because we've seen all those tropes a million times anyway. Exactly. So why yeah. bother going into all that shit? And what exactly. we're here for is the BMXs, right? So yeah, that's 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 exactly what I mean. Where it's like we've seen that it's been that it's we we've done it. It's what happens in every single movie. This movie's just going to be like, ah, oh, this is just a tired single mom. Just fucking leave her alone. Like, <laughs> yeah, leave her alone. Like. She has enough on her plate. Like, you know, don't make she's her the. Gotta go, she's got to go shoot another Rocky movie any minute now. So <laughs> yeah, she she just keeps checking her her watch. There's a lot of fun shit. There's there's stuff that's you know is not great, but you just you don't really care because it's not what you're watching the movie for. Yeah, I would uh, say my uh, my hit of the movie would be. I mean, the montages are fantastic like i love all the tricks and stuff like that but i actually the montage that stands out the most to me she says like oh like what do you do for fun or how you know and he's like oh yeah you want to have fun all right let's go and they go in that field and then they're like he's like this is ass sliding <laughs> and then they have that montage where they're playing in the water but like really awkward oh I'm like, was it really? I bet you that was fucking cold. Man, when they go down that slide, <laughs> some Alberta yeah. stream. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So when they go down that slide, I'm like, man, what the fuck? Like, have you ever been soaking? Have you ever been completely underwater in '80s jeans? No, man. Like that sucks. Yeah. Like if I, I mean, wore my jeans in like right now, I'm pretty much wearing like like skinny jeans. If I wear those into the into water. That is like the worst feeling. 
But this is another 80s uh, trope, too. The the idea of going down some sort of a slide or water slide in a movie, that happens a lot in the 80s for some That's reason. That's because they invented... We talked about yeah. blended drinks a few episodes ago on Shakedown. Yeah. This is another 80s thing where it was like, for some reason, we got to have a scene where people go down like a slide of some kind. Well, slides were invented in 1978. And they finally made their way to Canada in 1986. So that we had brand new at the time. Yeah, they had, well, actually, so the thing about this movie is it's kind of funny. This movie came out in 1986. It was actually filmed earlier than that. So they actually had to, um, they had to like forge a slide. So they had to make it out of wood. They couldn't use actual slide parts. So they had to make a slide under cover of night in the, in the woods. That's why you have the slide that you see in the film. I mean, I just imagine that that slide still exists somewhere in Cochrane. Oh, we gotta oh, go yeah. on a road trip, James. <laughs> go see some, go see some rad shooting locations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when this goddamn pandemic's over, we're going on a road trip of straight of, to Cochrane. Of Canadian <laughs> Canadian films that we've reviewed. That sounds like the worst road trip. <laughs> we'll go to Hope. What are you talking about? We can get some Hawkins cheesies. <laughs> It'll be a great time. Uh huh. Uh, Hawkins. I don't, I don't want to go to Alberta. Can we fly over Alberta? <laughs> well, no, that's the whole destination is Cochrane. Yeah, uh, Cochrane, you, Cochrane, Alberta. You guys, you guys can go to Alberta. I don't want to go over there. <laughs> that place sucks. Come We've on, all it's been not there. All it's that terrible. bad. I mean, mm-hmm. they got good donairs. Mm, that's true. Says you. Mm, that's that's true. I mean, I, I would imagine it's because the Lebanese population. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, guys. We need to have a casual way to uh, move into ratings. So, Dustin, what are you thinking? Well, hold on. I want to talk about the like the scene where he has to qualify because we find out from the from the bad guys that like they've changed the rules. Uh, oh, so we changed the rules and now you uh, one local person can qualify for a ten thousand dollar whatever. And so that they because the local town people are like, well, why? Why should our local kids not be allowed to get in on the on the hell track? Yeah, exactly. So then, of course, crew has to qualify. So he goes through those like three different heats, um, and they all. So come. I did not understand that. <laughs> those were the worst cut things I've ever seen. Um, I didn't understand they, the heats because. So does everyone have to qualify, including? Yeah, no. Bart is in the first one, and yeah. then the twins are in one of them. No, because they create rules, and I don't think they follow their own rules throughout those heats. Right. It's very weird because it was like only the top three people in each heat will qualify or something like that. But also they, the, the other problem with this movie is that the, maybe this is a fucking BMX thing and maybe that's why it's not cool anymore is that multiple people have the same number. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So because I was paying attention by like who has what number. Right. So multiple, multiple people have the same number. So I can't I couldn't keep track of like who was who even in the final race multiple people have the number one right so why doesn't why doesn't christian compete was one thing i was wondering in the movie she's just like with the the mongoose well she says she's not she says earlier yeah she she only put i missed that no she says that she only races for trophies because she's not pro she's amateur so she can only race for trophies she's Uh, olympics man we should probably touch on hal needham the director most famously known as Burt Reynolds' stunt double, but also he directed a number of movies himself as well. Did Smoking Cannibal the Bandit. Run. Yeah, Cannibal Run, your guys' favorite. Yeah, uh, we should do Smoking the Bandit at some point. And Cannibal Run. And Cannibal. He did a lot of Burt Reynolds stuff. You guys remember when we talked about Gator and that scene yeah. where the truck crashes at the end? That yep. was Hal Needham that 
that uh, got fucked up during that scene. Fuck, man. What a fucking um, hero. Yeah, yeah. That was the only good sequence in that That's movie. Like, that, is, that totally is like the only good sequence other than like maybe some of the boat stuff at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the right. boat stuff the boat at the stuff. very beginning yeah. is fun. That's true. But I like smoking the bandit a lot, especially the first one. It's like a hell, hell of a yeah, lot of fun. Man. Yeah. I haven't seen Cannibal Run since I was a kid, so I honestly don't remember it, but I should probably watch that again too. I'll tell you this. If you watch that with the eyes of an eight-year-old. <laughs> it's glory, pure glory. That movie fucking fools. <laughs> You, because here's the thing: you have to imagine that you, you and your brother, you, you and your little brother, bike your way down to the like the tiny little gas station with a little uh, VHS selection, and uh, you and your six-year-old brother pick out a movie, and you pick out Cannibal Run, and you bike your way home, and then you pop that motherfucker in the VHS. You're telling me you're not having the best time of your life? Yeah. I mean, Hal Needham, I just feel like there's a bit of a connection with, you know, we did Action USA, and that was directed by John Stewart, who was a stuntman. And Hal Needham was a stuntman who ended up directing a number of movies. So just a fun kind of connection there. It, it, and now we see, you know, modern times, we're seeing more of that, where the people who are in charge of the stunt stuff are getting the opportunity to kind of craft the whole film around it. So. Uh, I could see why they would want him for a movie like this, though. It's like, you know, he'd done a lot of racing kind of type movies, but obviously he had an eye to capture the BMX action. And I think he captures it pretty well in the, in the Hell Track sequence, which is a pretty fun race to watch. Like, I mean, I don't know what's, you know, I don't know what's going on. Apparently there's no rules. You can just kick people <laughs> off the track and stuff, but it's still fun to watch, I thought. Uh, so at the end of the race, well, first the twins are tasked with taking with taking crew out during the race. Right. And then Bart, he thinks this is bullshit. Like he wants to go head to head and prove he's the actual best. Well, he's like a competitor. He's, he's an actual competitor. He doesn't want to have some bullshit just like the race handed to him. Yeah. So he takes the twins out instead. <laughs> and like, then he even stops at one point to let crew catch up. Yeah. yeah. Underneath so that, it, bridge. Almost, it almost feels a little unfair that he loses after that. Well, after that's that. true. Well, he, no, the thing is it, I, I think that he tried to level the playing field a little bit. I think that's his redemption moment. He still does start off with a head start. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think this goes back to like what I said earlier, where the only bad guys in this movie are the corporation. Like yes. even yeah. even like their star pupil doesn't want to be a part of this system. Like it's like either the I think that what this is kind of trying to lean towards is like BMX in the eighties and skateboarding is like this is like these are outcasts, these are like rebels, these are guys who are and women who are just like doing their own thing. And well, he's like and, I don't and he's somebody who cares about actually the BMX thing. He's like he's not he doesn't give a shit about all the mongoose stuff, the business stuff. He wants to win the race fair and square. And so we get that. And it's another sort of karate kid moment at the end where it turns out, Oh, Johnny wasn't so bad. He was just manipulated by this bad adult person in his life. Right. Um, and so you get the, like, he comes and gives them like the high five, like, yeah. You and then they lift the BMX bike together. Right. He's like, Oh, and they're like, Oh, you should join team rad now that you got kicked off of uh, the Mongo's team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so where's the sequel? Exactly. <laughs> oh, Where is the sequel? Uh, where's the merchandise? I would love to watch this. I want I one would... of those shirts. Holy shit. I want one of those shirts so bad. I'm sure you could go online right now and probably somebody oh, is making oh, those shirts. Probably. Okay, here's my thing, guys. I'm going to get us those rad sweatshirts. <laughs> Please do. Not a joke. I'm going to get us a rad sweatshirt in the next couple weeks. I have a few ideas. 
Rad we... action action podcast. I'll sell them. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Come at me. You can sell them like the sister with her piggy bank there. Uh, Ten bucks a pop. I love that the, the businessman also turns. Like he was he was at first on the side of the the mongoose, the town councilman guy. And... Yeah, the fake British guy. And then he buys like twenty seven thousand of the shirts so that they can qualify for the sponsorship to, yeah, to be in the race. <laughs> but at the <laughs> he didn't buy twenty seven thousand. He bought twenty seven thousand dollars worth. Worth, yeah. Right. So twenty seven hundred shirts. It seems like though he totally wasn't in it from the beginning. Like he was kind of like no, he wasn't. He has heart. His heart melted. He's the Grinch. Well, it's another thing where it's it's not sketched out super well like at the beginning there's an antagonistic thing because crew remember he throws the newspaper and knocks his like coffees and yeah. shit out of his hand yeah. and we're supposed to think like oh he is annoyed and he says something about how kids are the worst or whatever and so we're supposed to think like oh he's got this antagonistic relationship with these kids but then it's not something that's hammered home throughout the movie so then when he switches at the end it doesn't seem like a really big like turnover but yeah i mean there are some like interesting lines in this movie we've kind of touched on a couple of them the whole like uh this is ass sliding <laughs> and the uh, like you love that one <laughs> God, what I wouldn't do to be ass sliding with you right now. <laughs> That's like the best pickup line uh, man. I've ever heard. Uh, and then the uh, the cop crew, just pretend you're in the lumber yard. Go balls out. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. And again, uh, again, would you have preferred if that was what the movie had had been titled? No, I think Rad. I think that fits. Rad is better. It's so eighties. Yeah. It's, it's so eighties. It, it's perfect. Uh, Crew also says at some point. Uh, I guess somebody asks him a question, but he's like, "Me, I ride for me." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote in the whole movie is when so Lori Laughlin like convinces. Uh, crew to like get rid of the mattresses on the jump because he's trying to do that backflip yeah yeah and she's like you over rotated he's like no, no shit, shit. <laughs> yeah so but that, that's a, a, a sweet spot in my heart because no shit is one of my absolute favorite it's a classic <laughs> it's a, when somebody in a movie says no shit it's just like it's so great it's so subtle it's so also, like, I like when Talia Shire shows up too when they're selling the shirts, and the little sister is like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> she's used yeah. Them all. yeah. <laughs> they use the word "shit" very effectively in this film. So they use this. I, I think that this movie, more than any film we've we've ever watched, possibly, uses shit in a way that a lot of movies would punctuate things with "fuck" uh, <laughs> incredibly effectively, so it could keep its rating. Right. And it has, that's the other thing about like 80s, uh, 80s kids movies is that they're gonna say shit and ass and like, they're gonna have a little bit of violence and a little bit of drug use and like all this other stuff, which always made everything feel a little dangerous. Right. Where movies nowadays don't feel dangerous at all. And I think that's a detriment. Yeah. But I mean, like this movie, like there's no real danger at all no but what I'm, i i just mean i mean that it makes kids think that there's danger yeah yeah i think there's danger yeah like the goonies like all that kind of stuff right. like the uh, uh, monster squad all of our like our favorite movies from the 80s have that little element of like this is a 
touch edgy. Yeah. Just to kind of push that. So it made you as a kid to feel like, oh, I feel a little cool watching this. Like, I feel a little like I'm breaking a rule by watching this. Right. Right. We had that with our movies in the 80s, like you and I growing up, James. Yeah. Like, where our parents were like, well, we can't. This is, this is not appropriate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and those were always the films that we gravitated towards. Oh, totally. So I think that this movie... This movie kind of pulls yeah, that I mean, off really well. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded seeing it edge a little further into that territory because, like, I think you get, like even like oh, something like the Goonies. <laughs> Jesus, something like the Goonies, they get away with a lot more, you know, dirty language between the kids and stuff, oh, yeah. like, which makes it's it not- feel more real because it, the kids talk like kids actually talk, right? Yeah, but, but I feel like I, this movie should we should petition school districts to have the PE teachers show this in class. <laughs> Fucking absolutely. Like no, seriously. I am with I am with James 100%. This movie should be shown in every PE class. Yeah. In our school district. Exactly. And then they're all going to want their own BMX bikes. Then Jesus. fucking trust me, the parents in this fucking no, city kids love those little them. kids love those little fucking scooter things now. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> little scooter about? things? <laughs> Just little, you know what I'm talking about. You mean the scooter? Guy? Yeah, scooters. <laughs> I don't think so. Those are a big deal again. Actually, Dude, you, have you ever been to, you know, if you you're like a hundred years old and don't have kids, what are you talking about? I see about? kids whipping around on these things. I see those damn kids on my lawn. And I'm like, get off, get out of here. My kids have never asked for a scooter. They come oh. scooting by and knock my paper out of my hand. It, it is true. My kids, uh, my kids love scootering around. They, they my, like to scooter home from school all the time. They scoot? They scoot, scoot. <laughs> my kids ask for knives. They said, said, hey, dad, since we watched Face Off, we'd really like some knives. And then you're like, what do you need a knife for? And you're like, well, how else am I going to kill that rabbit in the backyard? (laughs) And then I saw him fucking field dressing a rabbit and it was like weird. You're like, wow. This been watching, been watching some weird YouTube videos. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, how to field dress a rabbit. Yeah. A hair. That's what he said, actually. Yeah. Now that you mention it, he said a hair. I'm like, we don't have hairs around here. We have rabbits. And he's like, shut the fuck up, old man. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. This kid's going to kill me in my sleep. Uh, um, I don't know if we should rate this movie. Maybe we should just say whether we would recommend it or not. Because it's not a movie that we would put on our list right yeah so we're, absolutely we wouldn't go not. on our list i'm no. i'm just going to give this movie a uh i'm going to give it a rating of how i enjoyed it and then i recommend i'll go first i'm going to say this movie's a seven for me i really enjoyed it for what it is i highly recommend it if you're in your late you know if you're in your 30s you want to like get, capture a little bit of that uh that 80s nostalgia yeah, it's I think fun. you can. I think you can definitely get nostalgic watching this, even if you yeah. weren't into into BMX. Watch the movie. Show your kids. Let your kids kind of have a little. Uh, let your kids have some fun. I think. I think that's a great film. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a great film, but I. I think um, if you grew up watching it, I can totally see why you would love it. I wouldn't like hold that against anybody. I think it's. I think you could. You can still have some fun with it as a nostalgic '80s. Just get into that 
total i mean the montages the music is oh all yeah there, so. definitely i i, I think, think it, i think it's pretty fun yeah i think a, a seven is like right in where it should be and i i definitely think this is a recommend i mean i think i should show it to my kids like i think they would like it yeah report back i want to hear what your kids think They'll be like, this shit's yeah. fucking boring. They'll be like, Dad, we're into scooters, not this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come back when you got the scooter movie. Idiot. Hey, Dad, if you're, hey, Dad, have you heard of COVID? Fuck off. Um, what are we watching next? Well, here's where we're going to watch next. Uh, Dustin, you're going to be the one who says it. I think you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got we got our first Patreon pick, official Patreon pick from Ryan, and uh, he wants us to do Ricky O, the story of Ricky, uh, which is a movie I've been wanting to do on the show for a while. That's been on my list to do. So nice. This is uh, this will be fun. I think. I have James no idea what it is. There we go. I, I don't even want you guys you. to watch a trailer. I just want you guys to watch this thing. We'll watch that coming up next week. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, for early access, please check us out on uh, on, on Patreon, um, Action Action, and uh, check us out our letterbox.com backslash Action Action for our gigantic list of, uh, of, of movies. And we'll see you next week.
Let's go, Scallions.